Okay, this is the Wednesday edition of Corbett's Corner. Check out Corbett's. Uh, Matthew Cruz and myself, Dylan Corbett, and our guest better, Ty Dawson, sticking around here for the Corbett's Corner edition um, here on a Wednesday. And basically, just devoting this to the World Series, maybe we'll wrap things up with a little preview of Thursday Night Football for my Falcons. Uh, one of the rare times I think they win. The only other time was against the Vikings and what they do. So we'll discuss about that. Um, first, the World Series. So I was on the Rays last night. Public Joe play. Uh, Randy Rosarena, former St. Louis Cardinal, who, I mean, like, I was trying to find out a tweet to write just to make fun of John Mozeliak some more, but I think I've just run out of material. It, it's just embarrassing how many different talents we trade away just to write in Harrison Bader every year for the opening day center fielder position, which is laughable. Um, so getting to watch a Rosarena just absolutely uh, elevate himself to the MLB elite. You know, he's going to be a guy that, you know, Major League Baseball fans, not just Rays fans know about because of this postseason. So that, that was – he gave them the solo home run for a lead. And now where I want to dive into this. I'm an analytics guy. I would have left him in. I think most analytics guys would have told – well, most straight analytics guys would have left Snell uh, – would have taken them out. But there's always the 60-30%. So the analytics guys are the GM for these Moneyball squads, and they are the ruling authority. That's why they tell Kevin Cash, hey, you do this when we tell you. You don't let this guy face the order a third time, or we'll get a new Kevin Cash. We'll get a new puppet to manage a locker room. So Cash, of course, goes out there, uh, gives Snell the hook. He hates it, as he should. He's won a Cy Young, and it was a win for the gut. Uh, the gut overtook analytics there, but it's funny because at the same time, Andrew Friedman, the GM of the Dodgers, he's an analytics guy from the Rays. So it was like analytics one, but analytics with money, the highest payroll. Yeah, uh, I got to start off hand up apologizing to Blake Snell. I had under five and a half Ks last night. Oh, he and was uh, that, didn't, that didn't take long uh, for him to do that. Yeah, it's, it's the constant battle of, you know, analytics, but you got to go with your eyes and what you are seeing and it can't you can't just say only analytics and letting them basically order a third time what does uh what about the fact that those three guys struck out twice each he was they were over six with six k's like at some point analytics doesn't always have to be the end-all be-all and I'm as much as an analytical guy as anyone out there I'm all about them but and then another thing when you're battling analytics what about the fact that Mookie Betts had 16 home runs off of right-handed pitchers this year and zero off of lefties like at the OPS some point was to, like 200 against lefties it was incredible yeah at some point you have to trust your gut and your eyes and not be deceived by the numbers because that's what it takes it's the balance it's a balancing test and as you've seen when you let analytics control and overrun everything it's gonna end poorly at some point well, first up, I want to tip my cat there to Matt because Matt stole every single one of the points I was going to say, so I'm not going to have too much here to add. However, I, I'm, I would have kept Snell in. I mean, he's yeah. their ace, and like you guys said, 0 for 6 from the top three in the starting or top of the lineup, all Ks. Um, I'd take my chance there. I'd let Blake Snell go out there and win that game or lose that game, and I, I would live by that decision. So Barnes was the guy that threw the wrench in there because I think, uh, and this is a guess, if Barnes is out, Snell pitches to Betts with two outs, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I would guess that. So, again, um, that's how Cash has used him, remember, the entire season. Now, short, shortened season, it was kind of smart how they did that. So it wasn't 
and he said that I, Buck, uh, Joe Buck and Smoltz were talking about how all leading up to that, he was going to take Snell out, you know, if it called for it and the analytics called for it. Uh, okay. I got to put on the conspiracy theory here because let's get to the story that kind of overtook the story of Kershaw uh, who may or may not have gotten robbed of a world series uh, MVP, Corey Seager, rightfully so. But I thought maybe Kershaw would get it from a sentimental edge. Um, but he Kershaw getting the ring, right? Arguably the greatest pitcher of our generation getting the ring. That's the story. Dodgers, first time in 32 years getting the story. Uh, Justin Turner, test positive. Joe Buck's all over it. He goes, wait a second, why is Rios in the game at third? Uh, you know, that doesn't seem right. We're not getting any word. Kevin Burkhart awkwardly kind of breaks the news after they have clinched and won, after Urias just absolutely <laughs> freezes Willie Adamas. Willie Adamas is terrible. Uh, he's done. Wander Franco is going to take his job in the next year. Um, but they win. And then Kevin Burkhardt's like, hey, we don't have any other news other than Justin Turner tested positive. And then all of a sudden they're going to the celebration. And there he is maskless next to a guy who survived cancer and Dave Roberts. And everyone's just thinking, what the hell is going on? Um, so I, I guess I'll just open up the floor to Matt, your reaction. And then I'll kind of get the wheels spinning in my conspiracy theory mind. Yeah, no, I mean, did we expect anything less than for COVID to come into play at some point, like, significantly? Obviously, it did throughout the season with all the cancellations. But we knew it was going to uh, be the cherry on top at some point or another. I didn't expect it to be um, a star player getting in the, eighth, in the inning. eighth inning of Game 7. I mean, and what if the Rays won? Would there be Game 7 tonight? No, there couldn't be based on everything they did. So it makes you wonder of everything, um, all the protocols, the safety, all the talk. Was it all talk? Did they even care? Um, the angle I've seen this from is um, some Dodgers officials and executives were, you know, let him come out and celebrate and be with his team after this. Some of them weren't. Um, and you saw the quotes from a lot of the players that were saying, he, you know, he deserves this, he needs to be out there. But what about the few players that might have been like, no, dude, my wife is pregnant, like, yeah. Obviously, their voices weren't heard. You know, you'd like to think Justin Turner's a great teammate, a great guy, and he is the heart and soul of that franchise. He's been there longer than anyone except Kershaw and maybe Jansen. But uh, it was certainly a uh, – It's to me, it encompasses the entire United States view of this coronavirus, and it summed it up perfectly. And the stadium was packed, which I, as a baseball fan, loved – but it was like, oh, my God. I was like, you know, on that bet somewhere, I was like, wow, that's a full stadium. Yeah, no yeah, no kidding. I, I was absolutely shocked. I don't understand how the news broke in the eighth inning. Was Justin Turner taking a test at the seventh inning stretch? Or, I mean, yeah, oh, he, took I mean it, he took it in the morning. And they, they in the second inning, they found out that the one from the day before was inconclusive. So in the second inning, they said expedite the one he took this morning. And that's why it came in the eighth inning. It, it was just a mess, a logistical yeah. mess. So I kind of want to get into kind of the human interest aspect of this because you touched on this, Matt, was Justin Turner was a guy who was non-tendered by the Mets and the Dodgers took a chance on him on a minor league mm -hmm. contract and he earned $50 million. Uh, He put his blood, sweat, tears into the Dodgers finishing short so many times and then you're going to tell a guy – who feels completely asymptomatic. Now, again, I, I'm not trying, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but you're telling a guy who's worked so hard gets pulled in the series clinching game and he can't even go out there and celebrate. It's just kind of, it tugs at the heartstrings because that's why Mookie Betts is saying, 
bleep this, man. Come on. Come out and hold this trophy. But then you're looking at the photo, and he's next to a cancer survivor and Dave Roberts, and he's smiling. And you're just like, what? This is, this is really unethical. Um, and also to your point, if the Rays, and here's where the conspiracy theory gets going, the Dodgers have an outbreak. Okay, they have an outbreak. If, do- if they were in a bubble, Justin Turner testing positive, they have an outbreak. They are going to have 10 people. Look what just happened to Wisconsin. The, Wisconsin just had a, their quarterback, their backup quarterback. Okay, no, 12 people cancel the game. The Dodgers have an outbreak. What if the Rays won that game? Major League Baseball can't postpone that. Major League Baseball, TV contracts, uh, a lot of time. It is a mess. Why, so my conspiracy theory, Rob Manford, people made the comment that he was drunk, uh, you know, giving the trophy to Corey Seager. I think he was just about to, you know, shit his pants, to be honest, uh, because he's thinking, one, there's COVID on this field with me. <laughs> Two, how many of these guys have it asymptomatically? And three, you know, we just got to the money. We just got to the finish line, the money. I don't even know if we're going to hear about this outbreak. Why? Because it's done. World Series trophy won. But I, so again, this is not true at all. But I'm thinking, is Manfred going, hey, you got to pull Snell? Because why would he go to <laughs> Nick Anderson? Why? Six straight times that he's given up a run in this postseason, righty to bats. And then all of a sudden, it was just the Dodgers needed one run, they needed two. And it was all done. Crisis, public crisis averted. So I'm just going little weird. Uh, but baseball, I guess, dodged a bullet. But still, there's going to be people saying, "Hey, this was wrong." Hi, uh, you got anything? Yeah, yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, I think it was wrong. Um, I think, especially Justin Turner, coming out, not being aware that he does have COVID, like you guys said, putting so many other people at risk. I mean, at least have the guy in a mask. At least have the guy in gloves. Or like an N95, not a surgical mask, like hanging off his freaking ears. <laughs> no, exactly. So, um, and both of you guys have great points with, yeah, he's uh, putting so many other people at risk. Dylan saying, I mean, pulling his heartstrings, not letting him be out there. But, I mean, you got to at least protect the other people around him. Because now, like you said, there's going to be a huge outbreak. If that game does go to game seven, what's going to happen? And, um, no, it's just an absolute mess. But luckily the season's over. Hopefully everyone can stay healthy. Yeah. But, yeah, not, not love, a good look for baseball. I love uh, TK Hernandez. <laughs> he said that he sees uh, – or, no, it was uh, Bellinger. He sees Edwin Rios field the ground ball. I was like, when the bleep did he come out here? So, like, the Dodgers didn't even know what was going on in their own clubhouse. Frankly, and this is certainly unethical – MLB should have just kept it on the DL and not said anything. Why? If you pull him out in the eighth inning, I mean, hell, let well, it go. Well, that's that's and reporting. I mean, Passin was going to find out about it, you know. Right, yeah. It's just uh, – but, yeah, I mean, credit to Turner. He put his blood, sweat, tears, and COVID into the Dodgers championship. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's an excellent bow on the topic. Uh, so, I guess – Congrats to the Dodgers, and yeah, it was just, as you put it at the beginning, it was just such a 2020 exclamation point to what really was a fun World Series and a really entertaining postseason. So I guess we'll kind of uh, put the bow on uh, Major League Baseball. I haven't seen the odds, or I assume the Dodgers are going to be the favorites, if not close to the favorites for next year. Um, I haven't heard much, so I'm opening up the floor for anyone that has information here. Um, I assume we're going back to 162. 
I think the playoffs are expanded, but not we're going one through eight again. Um, you know, what are we doing? I'm hearing so many radical things about they want to just get rid of ALNL and just have like one through 16. Uh, there's so many radical ideas going through. Are we going to still have the extra inning rule? What is baseball going to look like next season, which is still going to be amidst the pandemic? The only thing I have heard or like seen so far is that they're actually uh, there's steam on going back to the NL or AL only DH, which I think is the that should be a staple going forward. Yeah. I haven't seen anything about length of games. I'd actually be shocked if it does go back to 162. I think we're going to find a happy medium 120, 140, and I think that's going to be the new standard going forward. Um, yes, Dodgers early favorites for 2021, followed by the Yankees. I actually. I might take one sooner rather than later. Braves at plus 1,200. Braves are going to win it all next year, uh, get that pitching healthy. Um, but, yeah, no, my overall thoughts on the season was kudos to MLB. They pulled it off. It was a complete shit show at the beginning, mainly the, <laughs> mainly the negotiations of when the heck are we even going to play. Um, they put the protocols in place. Whether they were genuine or not is certainly in question after what, <laughs> what happened last night. But at the end of the day, they pulled it off. It was exciting. It was something that – um, was good for the U.S. to have something to watch and, you know, be in it through the end. So, uh, overall, hats off to the MLB. Yeah, the first couple of weeks, it looked like there was no way the season was going to have any chance of completing, especially without a bubble. Um, but, yeah, no, great job by the MLB being able to pull it off, keep players healthy. Um, as for the baseball season moving forward. I also agree with Matt. I think it's not going to be 162, but I also don't think it's going to be 60. I think it will be somewhere around like the 140 range. Of Which games. I, as a baseball fan, would enjoy. And I think you guys would as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I personally, I would like to see it go 1 through 30 um, for the MLB teams. Then, then you aren't playing the – for instance, I'm a Twins fan, playing the Indians – 30 some games. I mean, you get to see different opponents and uh, get to see different players, which I think would be more interesting. Well, on that note is uh, because I heard this speaking of radical ideas, it's like, uh, think about how divisions in baseball, which is, you know, well over a century old sport were originally created. It was because travel then was not how we travel now. It was, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, people, these sports teams were flying commercial. Now everything is just private jet, P-jet, chartered flights. Um, so why not just blow it up and have, yeah, these teams play each other. So again, um, so this is Corbett's Corner, Tyler Dawson, Matthew Cruzen, I'm Dylan Corbett. We're going to wrap up here with just some ambiguous thoughts on the Thursday night football game that many of you probably don't give a shit about, but I as an Atlanta Falcons fan do. I've got them winning this game. They're a two and a half point dog. I think this is just setting up for the Falcons after a horrible disaster. The Falcons, what should the Falcons record be? Like they, they should be like a playoff team and they just suck. They suck. So, but I've got them winning on Thursday. I have a uh, Carolina minus three. I already took it already. I actually might be down to two and a half. Might have to double dip, but uh, we'll see about that. Uh, DMC coming back is the, uh, the story. If he comes back, it's not certain by any means. It might be a game time decision. Um, yeah, we'll see. I I think Carolina is just a much better team that actually can make the playoffs. Atlanta will find a way to lose at some point. Yes, but only by one, not two and a half. <laughs> uh, I agree. I, I like uh, Carolina at two and a half, especially if CMC coming back. 
if he doesn't come back, I think Teddy Bridgewater is able to throw it to Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, um, DJ Moore. He's got the weapons there. And then if CMC is out of the backfield, I say CMC goes over 75 receiving yards and a lot, a lot of drop downs. That's just going to open things up for big plays over the top. Yeah, I, I've got this. Sorry, go question, ahead. Ty, Ty, would you rather have Teddy in quarterbacking the Minnesota Vikings right now or Kirk Cousins? That, that, that's a real good question there. I mean, I would like to take Teddy for his contract rather than Kirk Cousins' contract, just as well as Teddy. Like it's like seven million difference. So seven million difference is something that the Vikes need right now. Uh, that's, <laughs> like, that's big. <laughs> like um, however, <laughs> I, I do like that Teddy is a lot more mobile than Kirk. Uh, that's yeah. also a big thing. Which is it's great like, for him after that scare injury, you know. Oh, yeah, it, it, uh, there's probably not one person in the entire world who dislikes Teddy Bridgewater, so I'm glad to see that he got back on his feet and is playing pretty well. Teddy two shoes, yeah. Um, this total is set at fifty and a half. Two and gloves, yeah. not two shoes. Uh, what happened there? That's my bad. <laughs> He's two shoes now. He's mobile again. How about that? Um, <laughs> half. I, I think it's going to be a uh, yeah. As you were alluding to McCaffrey, I think everyone's going to go off. Everyone's going to get their yardage. It's going to be a big one of these fantasy games. And here it is. Here it is to a T. If McCaffrey plays, the Falcons win. If McCaffrey doesn't play. Panthers win in last-second fashion by one Falcons cover. All right, there you have it. Uh, Corbett's Corner, that's going to do it. Really entertaining, good conversation, thought-provoking as well. Matt Cruz and Tyler Dawson on Dylan Corbett. Corbett's with the same crew dropped today as well. Ty's our guest better. He's all over soccer. Um, hit subscribe, rate, and drop a review. We're back again with Corbett's Corner on a Friday.